Welcome to the Transportation Radio Podcast. I'm Bernie Wagenblast, and this is the second episode in our series looking at ITS organizations. This series is brought to you by Econolite, solutions that move the world. Excitement is building as we prepare for the ITS World Congress in Bordeaux, France, October 5th through 9th. The Congress is organized by Ertico, ITS Europe. Our guest today is Rasmus Lindholm, Director of Partnership Development and Communications at Ertico ITS Europe. Rasmus, great to have you on the show. Well, let's start off talking a little bit about Ertico, a little bit about the history of it, how it functions, some of the folks and organizations that belong to it, if you would, please. Today, our uh, members uh, count uh, at 116. Again, vehicle manufacturers are our members, bought from many of the EU member states and a bit beyond. The suppliers to the vehicle manufacturers, mobile network operators, service providers, etc., etc. So the membership is quite broad, which is also what makes us a bit unique in Brussels terms. In Brussels, you have many organizations who are lobbying on behalf of one specific industry that in its nature we cannot do and we don't have an interest in. Our main interest is, again, to facilitate and coordinate the ITS activities partly funded by the European Commission. Now, 1991, it was all about research. Today, there's still a lot of research ongoing. We call it more innovation today, and a lot more of it is deployment-oriented. Hence, in the last year, you've also seen several cities joining Atigo because some of the, or a lot of the implementation of the different ITS systems happens in cities. And here I'm talking about you know, vehicle-to-infrastructure communications, traffic lights communicating with cars. I'm talking about public transport. I'm talking about mobility as a service. How do you integrate the different modes of transport, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you talked about the European Commission partially funds Ertico. What is the relationship that Ertico has with the European Commission? Are you just involved with the member nations of the European Union, or does it expand to all of Europe? It expands to all of Europe. And our relationship to the European Commission is that we are completely independent from the European Commission. What I meant by that they were funding some of the activities is that in Europe they have uh, work programs, a seven-year work program from the European Commission side. And in those seven-year work program, they have called for proposals one or twice a year where they stipulate in a tendering phase, if you will, what are the topics the Commission would like to see projects emerge from. And then it's an open process. Anyone can bid with a consortium for the funding to implement some of these activities. So we do that on an equal basis as everyone else. In addition, because we represent such a large ITS community in Europe, we are also consolidated by the European Commission when it comes to drafting these work programs and drafting the open calls for proposals. The Commission, as any other public authority, are also depending on getting expert advice and input in terms of where the market is going. So for that, we are also used for consolidation. Now, when it comes to the member states and the European countries as such, it's a bit different. There, there is not funding per se for implementation projects from them, but there we try to help them in making sure, one, that they understand what the European policy is on ITS. Commission has issued an ITS directive for one, 
but it's also to make sure that the different systems uh, and services that are implemented in different countries are interoperable. Uh, as you know, Europe is fairly small, say to some of the other regions. When I drive back to see my parents in Denmark, I go through four different countries. And I would like for whatever telematics or ITS system I have in my car to work and operate in all four countries. So their interoperability becomes very important. You touched on this a little bit in your last answer, but there are a number of ITS organizations in many of the European nations. Are they part of Ertico, and how do they coordinate with Ertico as well as with each other? The cooperation uh, between the ITS nationals and, and Ertico is they're not a direct member of Ertico, but we do coordinate the network of ITS nationals. The ITS nationals are very, very different in size. Anything from uh, half a person who sits somewhere and then trying to follow what happens on European level reports quite often to the uh, ministry to others that are you know, 35, 40-man organizations that are doing very much what we are doing as Ertig on a European level, they're implementing on a local level. So the cooperation is very intense between us and the ITS nationals in Europe. We, again, look after the European focus, and they look after the national focus. So in terms of interoperability, in terms of cooperation, we very much ensure that whatever is happening on a local level is facilitated on European level and vice versa. We've talked a bit about what goes on within Europe, but how does Ertico relate to national ITS organizations such as ITS America and ITS Australia? Specifically for ITS America and ITS Asia Pacific, which also includes ITS Australia, but I'll get back to that in a second, especially related to the two others, which are our uh, brothers or sisters, if you will, the closest cooperation we have with them is in the context of the ITS World Congress. You know, the ITS World Congress will happen in Bordeaux from the 5th to the 9th of October, and it's organized every third year in Europe, every third year in Asia Pacific, and every third year in the Americas. So there, the cooperation on the logistics and on the topic-wise, in terms of speaking opportunities, sessions, etc., etc., we have a very, very strong cooperation with ITS Americas and ITS Asia Pacific. Now, within ITS Asia Pacific, there are many national ITS associations, such as ITS Australia. And again, ITS Australia will be hosting the ITS World Congress next year in Melbourne. So, of course, again, we work with with our brother uh, or sister, depending on how you put it, ITS Asia Pacific, but the day-to-day communications and logistic organizational aspect is going to be with ITS Australia. Besides that, we also have, from ITS Europe's point of view, quite a lot of international cooperation activities. Basically, this is all about knowledge sharing. It's about learning from each other. It's about global harmonization for the global players. And again, here the cooperation with the uh, two other regions are very important. We'll continue our discussion with Rasmus Lindholm of Ertico ITS Europe after this message from our sponsor. Established in 1933, Econolite is a leading provider of comprehensive traffic management solutions, intelligent transportation systems, and infrastructure engineering services. Committed to the advancement of connected vehicle and other innovative technologies, Econolite solutions ease traffic congestion, optimize traffic signal operations, and provide safer mobility. Econolite will be at the ITS World Congress in Bordeaux, France, October 5th through 9th. Stop by the ITS America Pavilion at booth A64 to learn about Econolite's latest ITS technologies. For more information, go to econolitegroup.com. 
you talked a little about what's going to be going on in Bordeaux in October. Can you give us some highlights of what will be taking place at the ITS World Congress? We have about 300 different sessions and 12,000 delegates going to be in Bordeaux for almost a week. But what I think is very interesting in Bordeaux is that they're also using it from the French ministry side politically meaning the ministerial roundtable on the Monday, which will have representatives from 40 countries across the world, where the topic is ITS and climate change. Now, the uh, environmental aspect has that very closely to their heart, and they believe that not only does the nations have responsibilities in the whole climate change agenda, but also the cities. Hence, on Thursday afternoon, there is an ITS for a mobility summit that puts local governments, mayors, and C-level people from the industry together to figure out how can they work together in reducing the CO2 emissions. Now, all of this is going to be used as sort of the mobility input to the COP21 conference uh, happening in Paris later this year. So I think it's quite interesting how the French ministry would like to use it also politically. Now, on a more demonstration level, a lot of it is going to be around cooperative systems, so vehicles talking to other vehicles, vehicles talking to infrastructure. The city of Bordeaux has been equipped with roadside units that can talk to cars that pass by, but also, of course, automation. That's also going to be a large part of the demonstration itself. Then, of course, there is a very large uh, exhibition. Uh, I'm looking forward to walking around the exhibition and seeing what's new, what the latest and greatest. But what I really believe is extremely important and very nice about the ITS World Congress is, is, you know, I might on my list have 20 people that I would like to speak to within the ITS community. I'm almost guaranteed that 18 of those are going to be in Bordeaux uh, at the World Congress. So that saves me a lot of traveling. On the other hand, there's also 10 to 15 people not on my list that I will run into in Bordeaux that I can also have a chat with. So the networking opportunities and establishing new business relationships is also a very important factor of the World Congress. Getting a little bit closer to home once again, talking about Ertico and some of the various projects, and there are many, many projects that Ertico is involved with. Tell me about some of those that are going on and some of the things that are most interesting about those projects that Ertico is currently involved with, if you would, please. I mean, one of the projects very close to my heart is a project called Mobinet. Uh, Mobinet is basically a, a research activity fund co-funded by the European Commission about establishing a European-wide e-marketplace for mobility services. So basically a cloud-based e-marketplace where mobility services can be found. This is, again, about reaching the economy of scale. It's about broadening out the market. I mean, with 28 member states and almost as many different languages, it's very, very difficult for service providers, SMEs or startups, to reach that critical mass that would expand their business. The other part in Europe that's very much on everyone's lips at the moment is, of course, automation. And more specifically, how do I test? How do I demonstrate? How do I make sure that security, data privacy is taken into account? And last but not least, the legislation. So there's quite a lot of activities that are looking at how will the automated vehicle, either highly automated or fully automated or even the driverless car, uh, as known a lot from the U.S., how will that affect mobility, especially in cities in Europe? For that, under maybe a bit of a larger scale, there's an initiative going on which is called Mobility as a Service. 
Now, mobility as a service, I think, is a very interesting concept because I think it's a bit of a paradigm shift in terms of how we think mobility in our cities. No longer does it mean car ownership. No longer does it mean paying for individual trips, but it means paying for a mobility package on a monthly basis. The best example I can give from another industry is when the mobile communication came along. In the beginning, you could make phone calls, one-to-one phone calls. Then a little bit later came along the short text messages. So then the MMSs came along, and then data came along, and then the different operators provide you different packages that includes a variance of, of all the above. That's exactly the idea with mobility as a service, that on a monthly basis you buy the mobility package according to your needs, which could be a car in the weekend, it could be 10 trips on public transport, it could be 10 trips with a taxi, or it could be unlimited use of taxis. Now, that needs to happen both locally, regional, and nationally, but again, to reach the economy of scale and also to provide a package for the business traveler. Uh, you need a European approach, and maybe even beyond, but at least if we start in Europe with local, regional, national, and a European approach to this, I think we've come a long way. So that's going to be the talk of the town, also in Bordeaux. The other two areas, both in Bordeaux and within our activities today, is ITS for freight and logistics. I think the logistics sector itself, at least in Europe, is extremely fragmented, and typically it's a low-tech industry. Now, together with ITS, I think there's a lot of low-hanging fruits. There's a lot of synergies that could be accomplished if the two industries are working together. So both within our specific uh, activities and in Bordeaux, we've integrated both. Now, the other one is the space industry. Normally, you think space industry, what are they included in the uh, ITS world uh, for? And the first thing that pops to mind is location. But in the context of our activities in Bordeaux, there's actually two other elements that are popping up, which is quite interesting to look at. One is satellite communication. Even though maybe a bit expensive today, not mainstream today, we can see that the pricing are going down and the technology is increasing. So I think in two, three, five years' time from now, that will be a fully integrated approach, a fully committed communication channel, just as the others for uh, intelligent transport systems. And the other thing that's coming from the satellite industry is Earth observation data which can be used to monitor the climate uh, in cities, the CO2 emissions, what is the environment in cities, etc., etc. So, again, it's another industry who is coming from different places that are not normally related to transport, but because of the technologies and because of the use cases, have synergies between that industry. In mid-September, there was the first G7 transport ministers meeting in Frankfurt. Was Ertico involved with that in any way? And even if you weren't, what do you think the impact of something like that might be? I think it is something that elevates ITS and elevates what's happening in the automotive industry uh, and the transport sector at a higher level. We, Ertico, was not specifically involved. Uh, Our CEO was at the Frankfurt Motor Show because of a study that we've done uh, for us here uh, on CO2 emissions from uh, from that industry. So I think one of our biggest challenges with ITS today, I started by saying that we've been around since 1991. The biggest challenge we have is preach to the engineers that are sitting at governments locally, regionally, or nationally. A lot of those guys are civil engineers. They come from a construction background. They're used to building roads, building speed bumps, building roundabouts. 
Now, they have to start thinking technology instead of thinking concrete, and I think that has to do with a lot of our challenges. In addition, it's also very difficult to measure. So if you have a decision maker that has 10 million euros to spend on system X in his city, how do you convince him that he needs to spend those 10 million euros on a piece of technology where you cannot per se see the outcome compared to building your roundabout? I know a new roundabout costs a bit more than 10 million euros, but I think you understand the idea. So it's difficult to convince the civil engineers sitting at the technical departments around Europe that ITS is the way forward. It's coming now because of all the congestion, because of all the environmental impacts, because of road safety, that the cities have now realized we cannot build our way out of problems anymore. We need to start looking at different ways of improving our traffic, transport and traffic situation. And I think a summit like the ones last week in, in Frankfurt is definitely something that will help elevate the awareness of what potentially could happen with ITS. Rasmus, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me in Transportation Radio, and all the best as you complete the preparations for the ITS World Congress in Bordeaux. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure.